Welcome to Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Fraser. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, you good. keep calling me sir. Oh, I did I feel again. No, <laughs> I, I accept the way that you call me sir. There we go. No. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite, uh, it's quite fancy, so I like it. There we go. It's, uh, it, it, I don't know if you can be actually formally be knighted if you're not British, but uh, yeah. the, you can get an honorary knighthood. Bill Gates has one, I believe, so you can Details. have one too. Details, Details, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have yeah. we have a new iPad Pro Fraser. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we have opinions about this. Yes. We have opinions. So let's yeah. share our opinions. Yeah. So last week was the Apple event. They announced, uh, as the rumors suggested, a new 9.7-inch iPad Pro. So it's the same size of the iPad Air, uh, but it's an iPad Pro. And it's got a couple of features that are not available on the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Namely, a better camera and a new True Tone display, which is a type of te- display technology that allows the iOS and the iPad Pro to adjust the white balance uh, of the display depending on the conditions of you know the ambient light and the the room that you're in. So the white will match the color of the you know the the, the room or uh, the scenario where you're using your your iPad. So colors should mm-hmm. be better reproduced on the display. Uh, those are the two features that are mm, the the, uh, the new iPad Pro has that the the older model doesn't have uh what do you think Fraser well, I, I'm not really surprised. I, I suppose, actually, what I'd been looking at more was uh, because we're about to refresh all our iPads at school this mm-hmm. summer. I was th- Well, this is obviously the iPad we're going to live with for the next year or so. Um, well, actually, it'll be three years in our deployment. So I was kind of anxious, you know, are we going to get this one or are we going to get the, the iPad Air 2, which is still available in various sizes for, for less money? Uh, so I was kind of looking at that going, well, what, what are the big wins for school? Uh, and I wrote a big blog post all about what, what I saw as the benefits or the, or the drawbacks for school. And one of the, the sort of key insights I had about the 9.7-inch iPad Pro over the Air 2 is that two of the main benefits that that device has, namely the pencil support and the smart keyboard support, both require you to buy something else to get those benefits. And I think that the 12-inch iPad Pro always has the benefit of having the bigger screen, no matter what, even if you don't buy any other accessory, you still get that huge, huge benefit of the bigger screen. So personally, I'm not changing back to the 9.7, and I don't think you would be either. No. But um, I, I'm, I, I love the device, and I love how fast it is and everything. But over the Air 2 for a school, I'm thinking maybe Air 2. Mm. Yeah, personally, I feel like... Uh what the new iPad Pro offers, so the better camera and the true tone display, those are nice benefits, but I don't really need them to to work on the iPad. Uh, what I find more uh, essential to what I do is the bigger display uh, of uh, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, uh, if only because using split view uh, on the iPad Pro, which I do all the time, mm-hmm. is just more comfortable on the bigger iPad Pro, uh, both because it's easier, to, you know, with my hands to operate two apps at the same time, and also because I see more content, uh, you know, in, in split view. And the fact that, of course, Apple doesn't confirm this, but the the 12.9-inch iPad Pro has 4 gigabytes of RAM, and the new iPad Pro has only 2 gigabytes of RAM, um, so it's usually not a big deal, you know. I don't. I try not to obsess over this type of specs, but as my main computer, not anymore as a like a companion device. My iPad is my main co- and only computer, and I kind of want to, you know, future-proof it. Maybe I want to make sure that going forward, I have the best 
tech around. And for me, that's memory, not a, not the camera. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the memory is important. What's not clear, I think, at the moment is whether how much of that four gigs in the 12.9-inch iPad Pro is to do with shared video RAM for the bigger display. Yeah. Um, and I think what's in, it does kind of narrow the gap between the Pro and the Air 2 because both the Pro and the Air 2 have two gigs of RAM. So there's no great RAM advantage to going Pro at that size. But of course, if you go for the bigger size, you get, you get the better RAM as well. So, But that does have an impact. And I think it's, it's an interesting decision not to put four gigs into the 9.7-inch iPad Pro. Uh, and we'll see how that plays out over the course of the next couple of iOS releases. Yes. So Apple also also launched uh, this updated iPad Pro Experience uh, mini site, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's quite nice because it kind of highlights um, the benefits of using an iPad Pro. And it's targeted, and you, you noticed this and you tweeted ab- about this to, to PC users. So Apple mm-hmm. is always saying uh, the power of, of a PC and they're trying to market the iPad Pro uh, as a computer for people switching from a PC. They even said this during the event last week. Yeah, and then this mini site is interesting uh, because it's unlike you know the previous marketing campaigns. If you remember the Your Verse campaign, which was kind of yes. romantic slash yeah. poetic slash cheesy, maybe <laughs> uh, this is quite you know very pragmatic. Apple yeah. is showing uh, using an iPad Pro for uh, common tasks that people understand, like typing you know with Office apps in Split View, uh, using the keyboard, uh, using the pencil to annotate documents. I'm a fan, you know? It's mm-hmm. a very practical. No, I mean, this is something I've been saying about iPad marketing for a while, is that it needs to show more more of uh, somebody doing their email and doing a presentation and less about somebody videoing a, a kabuki theatre production, you know? Because uh, the Euroverse advert was just not relatable in any way. You know, no. people people using, like, iPad theodolites on the Great Wall of China and hanging off the face of El Capitan <laughs> in a tent... <laughs> Um, and Japanese theater and calligraphy <laughs> and things like that. It's not most people's experience of yeah, computers. I mean, sure, but... Those things are great and they're aspirational and, yes. and, and they're, they're inspirational in, in some sense, but they're not... Um, you look at that and you go, well, what? yeah, but can I open an office document? You know, <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting, though, if you look at the iPad experience page... Um, they, they show Office, they don't show iWork. And a few people have said to me on Twitter, well, does that mean that iWork's kind of abandoned? Why is iWork not getting mentioned there? And I think it's, it's two ways. One is basically playing into the prejudice of many people whose opinions are, well, if it's not Office, it's not real work, right? So you would show Office to, to sell the, the, the work side of it. But also if you're targeting PC users, then why show uh, an, an Office suite that they don't have experience of, namely iWork? when you want them to look at that and say, well, that's just an easy continuation of what I already know, namely the Microsoft products. So it made sense to me that they highlighted Office rather than iWork there, but I don't think that means in any way that iWork is abandoned or, yeah. or cancelled. Yeah. It's certainly so, not. So one of, the, one of the examples from this webpage, Fraser, uh, is about scanning, uh, is about using iOS devices and the camera to scan documents, and to annotate those documents and to save them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about PDFs, and we thought that talking about scanning uh, would be would be a nice complement to what we already covered with PDF documents in the last episode of Canvas. And this Apple webpage gave us, you know, just another opportunity to kind of talk about scanning on iOS and what we do with best practices and the best apps. 
So we wanted to uh, talk about scanning documents in iOS, what you can do. Uh, just because, you know, the iPhone's camera and the iPad's camera also, um, in addition to photography, I mean, it's the obvious use case, uh, it truly reinvented the, the, the scanning category that used to be dominated by uh, dedicated hardware, complex software on desktop computers, and by using the camera, which is built, built into an iOS device, uh, developers have figured out really clever ways to uh, snap a picture real quickly, turn that picture into a document, and do a bunch of things with those documents. And it's really, uh, it's really an example of how iOS hardware and iOS software can collaborate uh, in, in multiple ways to make this process of scanning really easy, really intuitive, and in many ways superior to what we used to do with, you know, on the desktop. Uh, if only because on iOS you have sensors, for example, uh, GPS can read your location and figure out wh where you actually scan the document. Or you can use the gyroscope to detect orientation of a photo and adjust, you know, uh, the document detection automatically. And with, you know, mobile connectivity, you can upload a scan over 3G, 4G, whatever you are, doesn't matter. Uh, and so there's really a lot of choice when it comes to scanning documents on iOS. Uh, you can use an iPhone, you can use an iPad, you can use both, you can use the cloud. And we're here today, Fraser, as usual, mm -hmm. to pick the best options, uh, talk about what we do, and maybe, you know, uh, help our listeners kind of find a good workflow that fits their needs, if you will. Yeah, I, I think the thing about scanning on iOS is that this is something that is miles ahead of what you could do in the desktop. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of features in preview for OS 10 where you can sort of hold up your signature to the camera on the front of the computer and snap it and it'll reverse it for you and so on. But there's nothing like what's possible in iOS. And these, I think the other thing about this is that this is a category that has existed for a long time on the App Store. Yep. And these apps are really mature. You know, you're talking about, you know, Scanner Pro version 7 just came out. And that's the kind of level of work and maturity that's gone into some of these. And the, you've, you've used these in the past on, on phones as well. I'm sure, and the old the old versions of these apps were they worked, but they required a lot of kind of manual operations. And as the performance and the quality of the camera and the performance of the of the phones has gotten so much better, there's so many new kind of live features that we'll talk about that are they're just making this process so slick and so easy to do. That, and and to be quite honest with you, it feels like a real spy thing to do. You know, photographing yeah. <laughs> documents with a camera and then you know slipping it into your pocket and so on. So it, it's got that cool factor to it as well. Yeah. So let's talk about the devices that we use and yeah. uh, some some new some notes on the on the new and the older iOS devices. So mm -hmm. personally, I use uh, I have an iPhone six X Plus and a twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, and I usually find myself scanning documents with my iPhone just because it's more uh, portable. You know, it's it. I feel like it's, I mean, obviously it's got a better camera, but also it's easier to just grab my iPhone, scan a document, and shred the document and be done with it. Um, so I do my scanning primarily on, on the iPhone, uh, but I keep the same the same app that I use, which is now Scanner Pro. Um, I use uh, ScanBot for, for a long time, but I, I feel like I prefer the, the interface of, uh, and the performance also of Scanner Pro. I use the same app on both devices, but if I had to choose, uh, I would go with the I go with the iPhone uh, also because it's got a flash, 
you know, so usually that comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, that, that can help. And also, you know, when you're using the iPad Pro as well, uh, you hover that over a document, it's, yeah. like, it's like blotting out the sun, you know. So, uh, and particularly because the, the iPad Pro, the 12.7 inch iPad Pro doesn't have a, um, sorry, 12.9 inch doesn't have a flash on it. Whereas this is actually an interesting feature of the 9.7 inch iPad Pro is that it does have a flash on the back of it for the first time. So that yeah. actually would, would make it easier to, to scan documents in low light situations. You can actually, these apps can fire the flash if they need to as well. So that, that would be a, that's an improvement in that iPad for scanning as well. Yeah. And what about the new iPhone SE? Because I feel like that, mm -hmm. that makes for the most compact yet powerful iOS scanner and camera. Because it's basically... Absolutely. This, Yep. The same camera as the iPhone 6s uh, mm -hmm. runs the same apps, smaller. So I guess if you care about you know portability or if you don't have big hands and you want to you want to use a smaller iPhone, that's a absolutely fine choice. You know, no question about it. Yeah, and you can get them in big storage sizes as well. Uh, high performance. It's, that seems like a really nice phone. Actually, I'm looking at that going. Hmm, that's quite interesting. It's two thirds of the price of the big one. Yeah, uh, could I live with that? I think I probably could. Yeah, and for a long time, I, I used to do my scanning on uh, on the iPad. So back in the days of the iPad 2 and the iPad 3, mm -hmm. I... I used to I used to run uh, scanner apps on on the iPad. Uh, I never really loved uh, scanning on the iPad. Uh, first reason, as you mentioned, uh, just because you you hover over the document and the shadow can you know because the iPad is so big, uh, you basically cover any light that you know falls onto the document. And also because the camera in the in the older iPads, were, the cameras were not that good. So I usually mm, no. just yeah I just particularly used to indoors yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just use the iPad to usually to organize my scans and to annotate them, to send them to other people. But the actual mm -hmm. capturing process, I do that uh, on the iPhone. Yeah. No, those, the iPad 2, the third generation iPad, those cameras were not good for indoors. No. Um, we, we use the fourth generation iPad in school at the moment, and it was the first iPad that actually had a good enough camera to just use with available light indoors. It's not perfect. But the thing about scanning is it's quite a fine thing you want to do. It's not it's not rough big blocks of colour. You're trying to capture fine detail. And when the noise in low light gets too high, like it did on those early iPads, it was quite difficult to scan with those devices. But the, the nice thing about it is that now any current iOS device, iPad or iPhone, um, has a perfectly good camera for doing this kind of task. So it's something that's accessible to everybody now. Yeah. So w what are we looking for in a, in a scanning app on iOS? Okay, well, there's a couple of things, and I think what we'll do is we'll kind of run through some features first, and then we'll talk about particular apps that we like that, that may implement these features to, to a better or lesser extent. But for me, the, the first one is um, continuous multi-page scanning. So this is something that in, in early versions of, of scanner apps in iOS was quite clunky, that you had to kind of go add a page, click, add a page, click, add a page. Um, but what we, what you have now in, in many apps is you're, you're able to just put the, the software into camera mode and you're looking through the, the screen at the viewfinder and then you just uh, bring pages into the view of the camera. It'll detect them and snap them and just keep shuffling those pages past and you can very quickly go through a large number of pages uh, without having to really interact with the software at all. It'll just gather every page it sees and then store them up for later processing. And that's a really nice 
user interface enhancement that has appeared in recent years in these apps. Uh, so multi-page scanning is one of, one of my uh, favorite things. Yeah, I feel like developers have really figured this one out. Used to be used to be quite cumbersome. Uh, now I really like that uh, you can just snap a few pictures, and this happens both in Scanbot and Scanner Pro. Uh, mm-hmm. You can just snap a few pictures, and then you can tap and hold, rearrange the pages if you want to save them in a, in a particular order. It's really nice. Uh, one one of the features that I always look for. Just because I scan documents that are either in black and white or grayscale or color, uh, for example, my my uh, my phone company bill uses all sorts of colors for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's like red and blue and yellow all over. Uh, so I want to make sure that I capture each document with a with a specific setting. I do look for uh, color conversion myself a lot. Um, uh, the three basic options that I always want to have are black and white, grayscale and color. Uh, the two apps that I use the most, uh, ScanBot and Scanner Pro, uh, they all have this. ScanBot also has this feature called Magic Color, which basically tries to capture as color, uh, so the original document, but also tries to uh, sort of make uh, modifications where necessary for the best picture quality. And in my tests, it does a good job. Uh, usually the colors are a little more washed out uh, because they want to make sure that it's got like a, the same base level of, uh, of color in, in the document. But it does a good job at like if you're in a low light situation, for example, it does a good job at figuring out uh, the color and keeping that while also making you know a document that it doesn't look terrible. So uh, color conversion helps me helps, helps me a lot, especially when I want to make sure that my documents are OCR'd. So uh, I want to make sure that the text in the scan document is actual, uh, you know, is actual te- text can be recognized as text, and I can copy and paste that text in and out of the document. And using black and white usually helps uh, with OCR, just because you create more contrast uh, between text on a page, and it's easier for apps to figure out, you know, uh, the language and the the actual, you know, words on the screen. Uh, so I most of my scans are in black and white. Uh, I do keep them uh, the the ones with a lot of colors, just for accuracy. I keep them in the in the color version. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, just, that can look quite rough if you try and harshly convert that to black and white yeah exactly there. Yeah. exactly yeah. i want them to look pretty fraser <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> well it, it's all about what the source material is like you know if you're dealing with something that's that is um black text on white paper you know a photograph of that will have shades of gray in it but then you can clamp them to black and white with a filter and that, you're right that does help ocr tremendously because it makes the edges of the letter forms very distinct and that's what the what the uh, optical character recognition is looking for through there yeah. Another feature that I think is really useful, and the best apps always implement this, is um, continuous edge detection while you're while you're detecting pages on the on the desktop. And what what I mean by this is that if you put the the app into camera mode, what you and you bring a sheet of paper under the camera, what the app should be doing is looking for where the edges are in the frame before it captures the image. 
Now, in previous generations of this kind of software, this was never a feature. Partly because the phones weren't fast enough, partly because there weren't APIs to let developers get access to the raw feed from the camera. So they, they were only seeing what the camera APIs would give them after the camera had captured something. But nowadays, what you can developers can do is you, you can sort of see this by, you put the uh, sheet in the frame and you see sort of lines jumping around the edges trying to detect where mm-hmm. the picture is. It's kind of like face recognition on a camera. And really good apps will, will do this uh, and they'll detect them live in the viewfinder. And what really, really helps with this, just as, as a tip for doing this, is if you can put your piece of paper on a very dark background, say a dark brown or a black tabletop, uh, and it's white paper, the greater the contrast between your scanning stuff and your background, uh, you get a much faster and much more reliable detection of the edge. I was testing this on my on my kitchen table yesterday, which is a kind of cream top, and I had... Uh, white paper on top and some apps some of the very best apps scan, scanner plus uh, sorry scanner pro um failed to detect the edges because there just wasn't enough contrast between the white and the cream color but when i went through and i put it on our leather sofa which is a dark brown color it instantly captured the edges and perfectly detected them and it was just a matter of the you can help the app a lot just by putting it into the right kind of lighting conditions and contrast conditions to detect those edges of the page and it saves a ton of time if you're trying to scan you know five six ten sheets not having to pick the four corners of every single sheet yeah. is, is a huge big win that's part of the reason why i bought uh, a black ikea table <laughs> because <you> <laughs> i i knew i was going to use that for scanning quite a bit yes uh, scanning background range yes 29 euros well spent at ikea <laughs> let me tell you uh, there we so, go. <laughs> when when scanning one feature that i really like i, I don't know if there's like a, a, a word for this but it's like auto snapping when you're stable so Mm -hmm. when your hands are not shaking and you manage to have a like a stable shot uh you don't have to press the 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 shutter button in the in the camera ui uh the app does that for you so you just need to hold steady and you will take a picture of your document that's really nice and again uh it's another example of using sensors uh, with the with the iOS hardware to you know to kind of make scanning even faster, even easier. Yeah, some some of those apps will actually coach you through capturing a scan, so it'll say move closer. Yeah. I think this is maybe the Evernote scannable app that does this, but it'll tell you to move closer or fill the frame with the picture, hold still, and then it'll just snap for you because again. You're often doing these scanning things in lower light than you would really like, so it's great not to have to sort of make a physical action that might jiggle the camera a little bit. And I'll just hold there. You, all your job is to do is to hold it steady, and then it'll do the capture for you. It's really helpful. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. So uh, OCR, it's uh, in many ways, you know, the the big feature here. Uh, mm-hmm. mo- at this point, uh, most scanning app on iOS support optical character recognition uh, for captured text when scanning a document. Uh, The obvious um, benefit here is that after scanning a document, you will end up with a PDF that uh, allows you to copy text to select text in the document and to save it somewhere else to, you know, to mm, copy to the clipboard and do all sorts of crazy things with your text. the big variable here is the quality of the OCR. Uh, most apps basically allow you to uh, select from a list of languages. Um, usually, you, uh, the default language is the one that is recognized on your uh, device. So the system language is the default one in, in the scanning app. And most apps let you either download 
from the app servers, uh, additional language packs, or you just need to check them so they become available. And what the what these apps do is, when the, when you scan a document, they try to understand the language in the document, and they try to apply OCR. Usually takes a couple of seconds uh, to recognize that text and to make that text selectable. Now, both uh, Scanbot and Scanner Pro do, in my experience at least, do a decent job at OCR, but inevitably I end up with some weird characters recognized by OCR. This usually happens for two reasons. One is the document is in mixed languages, so it's got uh, both English and Italian uh, in the same document. This happens, just an example, uh, I go to, I don't know, a video game store and I get a receipt and the receipt has uh, Italian words because the store is in Italy and English words because, you know, video games have English names and usually OCR gets a little bit confused when it sees two languages at the same time. Uh, the other reason is, um, you know, store uh, uh, receipts. Uh, they 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 have text. Uh, you know, all words are clo close to each other, and usually the paper is in bad is bad quality. Uh, and sometimes they just look ugly, and OCR gets confused by, by those characters. Um, so I end up with like instead of an I, I get like a one as a number, or I get a bunch of accented letters for some reason. Uh, so usually. Uh, at least for me, these apps do a decent job and they let me select text uh, so I can, you know, co copy somewhere else. Uh, but most of the time, I end up with some glitches in the in the OCR. Yeah, I, I think the, the the font that the original document is in can help or hinder quite a lot. Yes. Uh, just depending on how, how closely some of these letters look visually. You know, the L and the 1 in, in some fonts can be very, very similar indeed. Uh, other fonts not so much but it's the fine detail can sometimes be lost in this and they're looking for like the gross letter shapes and if they are very similar then you can often get a sort of uh, a confusion between one and l and things like that yeah so what i've also been doing is in addition to um this is not strictly related to uh scanning but uh, i do ocr with this uh, python script that I put together for, uh, it's called Project Oxford. It's a, it's a Microsoft uh, AI project to use uh, artificial intelligence in a bunch of different ways. So they have these developer APIs to do stuff like recognizing emotions from people's faces in photos or, uh, you know, uh, text-to-speech. Uh, they have all these APIs, and one of them is uh, OCR. So it's free to sign up to get a developer key. And uh, I will try to, to, to put the script on, on GitHub so we can share it with our Canvas listeners. Once you create this uh, Project Oxford API, you can uh, feed an image, an image link and Project Oxford will return uh, OCR text to you in like a couple of seconds. Okay. And I use this for screenshots on iOS, uh, usually when I go to the App Store, you know Apple has a few of those editorial sections on the App Store uh, where like, they collect some apps or some games. And those sections have, uh, have an introductory text. And you cannot copy text on the App Store. So what I do is when an Apple launches one of these sections, I take a screenshot, uh, crop the screenshot to only include text, run it through my, my Project Oxford script, and I end up with a perfect 
OCR text in a couple of seconds. It's huh, really nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so next thing to think about is what happens once you've finished with your scanning. So you've captured all the pages and, and what do you do with that document afterwards? One of the things that's quite nice in some of the newer uh, and better scanning apps is that they support iCloud Sync. So you can sync from your um, from your iPad, sorry, from your phone to your iPad, or I suppose from your iPad to your phone as well. But the idea there is that it's nice to be able to you know capture with the phone, which might be your best camera, and then actually do the annotation work and so on on your iPad as well. But some apps now can can connect directly to cloud services, so you don't always have to use OpenIn to get your document from the scanning app into some other system. A lot of these apps have now got built-in connections to cloud services like OneDrive, like Google Drive, like Dropbox, um, sometimes Evernote as well, because obviously Evernote is somewhere that a lot of uh, a lot of scans end up in, in Evernote. Uh, and some of the better apps can also auto-upload on scanning. So, for example, you could connect your your scanner to Google Drive, and then every time you scan something, it just gets dropped into your Google Drive. And you can deal with it from there rather than having to have like a separate inbox inside your scanner app, which is quite nice because I think sometimes it's very easy on iOS to create more and more and more places where you have stuff. Uh, and rather than having, you know, making this another repository of files, having it just, you know, pipe straight through to a cloud service is a nice way to set those up. And then finally, of course, there's, and you might be able to say more about this, Federico, than I can, uh, Scanner Pro now have these multi-step workflows. Yes. Which uh, I think that's right up your alley. Yeah, it's very nice. Basically, they let you perform uh, multiple actions on a document in one tap, in one single action flow. So it's really like workflow, uh, even the interface. You can select a bunch of actions like save to photos, if it's an image, or send an email, or upload, rename. Uh, and you can combine these actions in a vertical flow, and then you can execute these actions all in one go. So it's really convenient. If you find yourself scanning a document and then always doing the same steps over and over, uh, now you can automate those steps. Uh, uh, by creating workflows in Scanner Pro. It's really, really great. It's a little like Workflow. Uh, I would say that they've been inspired by Workflow, but, you know, mm -hmm. it works, gets the job done, lets you save time, so I'm all for it. Yeah, very nice. Good stuff, good stuff. And then the last thing to think about is uh, what are the export formats that you might want to hit? And, and there's not really a huge range of choices here. Basically, yeah. most people want PDF, right? That, yes. That's what we want from scans. Um, but I, I have had I had this request on Twitter, just as I mentioned, we were going to be talking about this tonight. Uh, somebody asked, are there any apps that can scan to images? So you, you want to capture the picture, do the edge detection, do the correction and so on, apply the filters. But then instead of getting a PDF, get multiple images. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Initially, I had a look in the App Store and there was an app called PDF to Images, which would just take a PDF and save it as images into your camera roll, which is great if you've already got PDFs and you want images from it. The use case for this was the person was asking me um, they needed to uh, scan receipts, but I had to upload them as images to some kind of web-based accounting system. So what I, looked, I discovered later was that um, ScanBot uh, and also Scanner Pro can do their scanning and then your destination can be images as you've just said in the, in the scanner pro workflow but scanbot can also do a similar thing take those pages and save them to your camera roll as well and the result there is images yeah it's really it's really nice in scanner pro because you get these uh tabs at the top of the of the uh exporting ui uh they let they let you uh easily switch between pdf and jpeg so it's mm -hmm. like one tap and you choose the export format it's really nice 
Now, one of the apps we haven't really mentioned yet, uh, but we will mention it again soon, is Evernote. And there, there's a bit of a gotcha with Evernote because Evernote has both a scannable application, but they also have an, a document camera in the Evernote app itself. Uh, but one of the things about the scanning photos inside Evernote is that that produces a JPEG in a note and not a PDF. Now, you can convert that after the fact, but it's it's not obvious when you do it that you didn't get a JPEG, that you didn't get a PDF and you got a JPEG instead. And it's just something to be aware of if you are just going to use the the scanner inside Evernote that uh, you're producing JPEGs rather than PDFs in case that makes a difference to you in the future. Nice. So let's uh, let's run through the apps that we like uh, because I did a little bit of research. I uh, recently tested again a bunch of scanners from the App Store, and I thought I would uh, start with Scanbot Fraser. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it Scanbot wasn't uh, didn't come out uh, at the beginning of the App Store like uh, Scanner Pro was one of the first popular scanner apps. Scanbot yeah. came out in recent years, uh, but it quickly. It has quickly grown to be a really powerful scanner. Um, it runs on both the iPhone and iPad. Uh, it it uh, can do multi-page scanning. It's got, uh, as I said before, magic color is an option. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got all the other features that we expect from mobile scanners. Uh, automatic border detection. Um, the camera is fast. The interface looks great. You can even choose multiple themes. Uh, mm-hmm. And w- one thing that it does that I haven't seen in other apps, it lets you organize scans uh, with iCloud Drive folders. So ScanBot uses iCloud Drive, so you will find a ScanBot folder in iCloud Drive. And into the ScanBot folder, you can organize scans in multiple subfolders, which is convenient. You know, if you if you want to go all in with iCloud Drive, you can use ScanBot to organize your scans in like uh, family stuff, business stuff, you know, personal uh, receipts. You can you can organize any way you want. Uh, ScanBot also has what they call workflows, but it, they're not uh, the same workflows of Scanner Pro. So the, the workflows in ScanBot are just single actions that you can perform on a document. Uh, they also have this other feature that basically extra- after running the OCR on a document, it extracts uh, relevant data that it finds, such as uh, web links or addresses for locations, and it offers you to perform actions on those bits of text. So you can open a link in Safari or you can view an address in Maps. It's quite convenient, but it depends on, again, the quality of OCR. So uh, just yesterday, for example, I was running a test and uh, there was a web link in a receipt, uh, but the OCR wasn't perfect, so the link was uh, was uh, incorrect. There was a wrong character, so I couldn't open yeah, the Yeah, that's quite page. a fragile thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. One character wrong in a URL is quite a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. tricky. And tricky. just, uh, there's a one thing that I, l- another thing that I like about ScanBot uh, is that it lets you create uh, name templates for documents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can choose from a bunch of variables like dates, uh, upcoming calendar events, locations, even nearby businesses. If you, uh, the, the, you know, the business data for your location is uh, up to date, that can be convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But in general, especially after Scanner Pro 7, I feel like the the UI of ScanBot, at least for my taste, is a little clunky. So I prefer, uh, personally, Scanner Pro 7. It's really polished. Yeah, Scanner Pro has definitely taken a big step up with 7. I think it's it's probably in the lead now. Yeah, I mean, the the page detection in Scanner Pro, super fast, especially, again, with my my black IKEA tabletop. (laughs) So really, really quick. Um, 
I mentioned that you can create workflows, which is great. Uh, it's easy to switch between export formats. And one thing that I appreciate, during the scanning process in Scanner Pro, you can view the OCR text before saving. Uh, you just need to tap on show text. Uh, whereas in other, in other apps and in ScanBot 2, you need to save and then view the OCR text. Uh, I appreciate that Scanner Pro lets me view, you know, uh, I can take a picture uh, and before saving to my library, I can view the, the text. It's uh, really convenient. There are other options, and I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from listeners about other ones. Scanbot, I would say ScanBot and Scanner Pro are kind of the top two. Yeah. Um, but there has also been many other apps available. Uh, PDF Pen Scan Plus is a kind of companion app to PDF Pen, which we, we mentioned last week as well in the PDF show. Um, I don't... I kind of agree with you in your notes here. I, I don't find it to be the most kind of natural yeah. iOS interface mm. design. Yeah. Yeah, it's I haven't I haven't used Scan Plus, but I have used PDF Pen, um, and it gets the job done. I think it's fair to say, yeah. but it's not. I wouldn't say it was quite at the same level as the two we've talked about, ScanBot and Scanner Scanner Pro. Yeah, there's this other one that I tried, also called Cam Scanner. Uh, mm -hmm. It's quite popular in the on the App Store because I found it uh, through the top charts, uh, and it it's got a sort of a bare-bones UI compared to ScanBot and Scanner Pro. It does OCR, and it has this feature that kind of sets it apart from, from the competition, which is uh, you can create an account with Cam Scanner, and you can collaborate with other users on documents. So I imagine mm. maybe for small teams, um, you can set up a few accounts and collaborate with people over documents. I don't know why you wouldn't use a separate service like Dropbox or Box or Evernote to collaborate mm -hmm. on this stuff, but you know, it uh, sort of differentiates the app from, from the rest. Uh, we mentioned Evernote, uh, the in-app camera, the Evernote mm -hmm. scannable app, which I used to, I used to use a couple of years ago uh, mm -hmm. before moving to ScanBot. Uh, there's uh, this one that, it, that you tried, Fraser, I think, called Genius Scan. Yeah, Genius, people recommended that to me on Twitter. I, I don't know if I've missed something with Genius Scan, but it seems to me to be kind of like a, I don't want to be unkind here, I don't mean this unkindly, but it, it is designed like the last generation of scanner apps. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have the kind of fluid workflow, the high performance workflow that you see in, in Scanner Pro and ScanBot in the sense of, you know, we're, we're in the camera, we can just put pages into the frame and snap them and snap them and snap them. Um, it just seemed a wee bit more kind of like press a button, take a picture, press a button, take a picture, press yeah. a button, take a picture. Um, so I, I don't know if I've missed something because I only looked at it briefly before the show. Um, so feedback if I've missed something there would, would be welcome. But uh, that's kind of my impression of, of Genius Scan. Yeah, and there's all kinds of other apps that we that I that I tried just didn't have time to you know to evaluate for the show because you know I can try hundreds of apps. Uh, but some of the top choices from the app store: iScanner, TurboScanner, JotNote. Uh, there's another one by Microsoft even uh, called Office Lens. Office Lens. Yeah, yeah. but it yeah. wasn't updated since I think October from last year. Uh, there's really a lot of choice. Uh, yeah. But personally, I feel like either Scanner Pro 7 or ScanBot, you cannot go wrong. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think uh, the, we mentioned the, the Evernote application, which is fine. If you're heavily into Evernote, the, the in-app document camera is pretty good. Um, 
the key thing, I, I was confused about you know, why does everyone have, well, we always ask this question, but <laughs> not, why do they have all these different apps? <laughs> but in particular, why do they have um, scanning technology inside Evernote and also another app called Scannable? Mm. And and one of the reasons I was told by one of the folks who worked on, on the product is that um, both Evernote Scannable and Evernote itself have the same image processing technology inside. So there's no, there's no technical difference between the two except that the scannable application is also able to control, uh, you know, the SnapScan scanners that Evernote sells in their marketplace. Um, That's one of its features um, is you can control those scanners over the network. And um, both of them have got integration with LinkedIn if you're scanning business cards, for example. So it's a kind of a hashtag enterprise kind of feature. Mm. there. Um, I don't know if you're a LinkedIn guy. I, I am on it somewhere, but I haven't logged in in years, I'm sure. So do you do you want to talk about uh, physical scanners? Because I really have no idea. I never owned one, personally. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, this is something that's kind of, you know, um, networked scanners. Uh, the, uh, uh, kind of business level, like we have a photocopier in the school which has got an Ethernet connection on it, and I can uh, drop documents into its document feeder and have them all converted to PDFs and emailed to me. Uh, but then you're talk- at the lower level, you know, like standalone scanner devices or all-in-one uh, printers and scanners and copiers uh, for smaller businesses or for the home. Those have kind of just about made it to iOS. Um, I have one. I have a Canon P150 scanner, which is a, a little mobile scanner. Um, and there's an optional Wi-Fi interface for that, which I've bought. And then there's a Canon app that goes along with that. But it tends to be more of... Um, uh, the is a, the vendor's app controls the vendor's I, uh, scanner. There's not really a, a generic scanning app that can talk to many different uh, many different scanners uh, in this area. So the, the Canon Capture on Touch uh, app, which I use for for the for the Canon scanner, it, it works quite well. It gets the job done. It, it scans a PDF and it pops it out into another app. That's fine. Uh, I know that um, Evernote apps can support the Fujitsu scanners. And HP also has an app for controlling, for scanning from their all-in-one printers. So there are a few of those. Um, the Canon one's fine for me. The thing I like about it is it can do double-sided scanning. So if you have mm, double-sided originals, nice. they can just you know push them through one by one. I, I know the Fujitsu ones can do the same thing. So if you do have double-sided A4 sheets, uh, that's quite a nice way to quickly scan a lot in, into your iOS workflow. Um, and I still do that quite a lot, you know, when I'm doing, you know, business papers, taxis, whatever. Uh, I'll drop the papers into the scanner and I'll just use the, the app to, to scan them that way. Um, but I think that that whole side of the sort of low-end, light-duty scanning is being taken over by apps very much. <clears throat> and it's kind of leaving the, the higher-end stuff to, to dedicated photocopiers, dedicated network scanners and so on, which are kind of autonomous. You know, all, all I do is... Um, I put in my email address into the photocopier and it just sends me an email. You know, it says from the photocopier, here's your email and, and the PDFs and attachment, which is, is kind of cute. Um, so controlling physical scanners is something you can do in iOS uh, if there's an app available from your vendor. But real, really and truly, I think the future is either, you know, scanning with the device camera or having a high-end scanner in your place of work like we do with, with the scanner copier. Nice. So, so yeah. before we wrap up, Fraser, I only have one wish for scanning apps on iOS. Mm-hmm. Something that I've always wanted to automate, never been able to to do that on iOS. And maybe if our listeners have some ideas, uh, feel free to send us uh, to send me some tips because I generally have no clue. Um, I want to be able to rename a document 
based on variables found in the text of the document after mm. OCR. So w- I want to basically set up some presets to dynamically rename a document, so a scan document, based on text found in a specific position uh, in the OCR text. So, for example, uh, I regularly receive invoices uh, for Apple products that I buy. And Apple invoices always look the same. There's Apple mentioned at the top. There's the product name. I want to be able to have the document renamed with, say, Apple slash product name slash date based on text that is found in the invoice. I don't want to type the name manually. I know that I can copy, you know, the text after OCR and paste it in the uh, in the file rename dialog, mm-hmm. but I would love to have that be done automatically for me. I used to do some of this in the past with um, a Hazel script on mm-hmm. OS X with a PDF pen OCR called via Apple script, but it wasn't really stable. Uh, it was like a whole complex machinery going on and uh, it often failed. I so, were, yeah. Yeah. What, you're, what you're saying is you basically want... Um, regular expression searching based on OCR yes. visual position in the document. That's it, yes. You don't ask for much, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's quite it's quite a request. Uh, yeah. I feel like uh, the uh, maybe for me, the, the obvious next step, now that we have great scanners, great cameras, OCR, uh, great uh, document managing tools, mm-hmm. I want to automate that. <laughs> the next step well, is always automation. <laughs> you know, it, it feels to me right now at this point in history that the, the next step for all of this is uh, deep mind style artificial intelligence, right? Yes. The, yes. The, you know, we're doing a, a decent job of OCR on mobile devices. The cameras are good. Um, they're well connected to the network. Why don't we shovel them off to Google? And, and see what their AI can come up with about what's in these documents. And maybe maybe what you're talking about there is that that's a, a job for the robots maybe. Uh, in the future rather than for, yeah. for humans. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe the robots will take over, you know. Well, <laughs> the sooner that can happen, the better as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Shall we wrap up there? Yeah. Yes. So that that's our that's our show on on scanning documents on iOS. Uh, it started off very simply. It ended with a robot apocalypse. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll take that as a, a nice deal for what we've done. Um, so you can find show notes for the, this show. This is episode seven of Canvas. Uh, so we're at relay.fm/slash/canvas/slash/seven for this show. You can connect with us on Twitter. Uh, the show is underscore Canvas FM. I'm Fraser Spears, and Federico is Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and we'll see you next time.